0: everyone, and welcome back. Thank you for the thumbs up, Ming. And guess where we are today, <laughs> right? We're back at Talk of Success. I am your host and the Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College covering Monmouth and Ocean County. And as always, we are scouting and looking for individuals to come in and talk about their success. And so, Just to go back a little in case this is the first time you are watching our podcast, which I hope you're not, and you are becoming a follower, whether you're watching or listening to it in the car or while you're running, it's all good. Uh, Just keep it going. But the purpose of this podcast specifically is to provide entrepreneurs and small business owners with the uh, insight and empowerment on how to get to the next stage if that's what they're looking for. Some of us need some sort of encouragement as we go along the way and we get pointers out of this. You know, we have a section that, did you know? So uh, always trying to bring the best, the brightest, um, those that are constantly engaging in the small business community Mm -hmm. and helping each other to move forward. So As always, the podcast is a mixture of an interview, um, conversation, and it's all to see how is it that you can learn from experiences that others have gone through. Mm -hmm. So... Today, I am excited to say I have our mm-hmm. award winner, our Women Entrepreneur- Entrepreneurs Rock Award winner this year is Donna Lynn Guitry-Zapsik.
1: You the got that name. right, I, Jackie. I got the whole name in you there. You got that right. It's about as tough as yours. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're in
0: that bond too. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And Donna, I have to say, I've been in the small business world for a mm. long time, even I want to say probably at this point, Three decades? <laughs> Beyond that, but I said okay, because I, I let's think keep I started, it at three. Yeah, let's let's going, cap it out there. I know, right? I, <laughs> Stop go. right there. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Donna Lynn on that one. But especially <sighs> here in Mammoth County, I've been around I figured out twenty-six years mm-hmm. already. So I've encountered and met a mm-hmm. great deal of individuals, mm-hmm. seen their business prosper, mm-hmm. seen them go through personal mm-hmm. um challenges and watching them come out on the other side. And one of these individuals, I have to say, is Donnalyn. Mm-hmm. And I have to say the reason we selected Donnalyn uh, this year for our Women Entrepreneurs Rock Award, which is on humanitarianism and badassery, because I love that. Got my acronym I, down, I, B-A-D. I, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and reason being, uh, Donnalyn, I've known her for quite some mm-hmm. time, and do know that she's gone through some challenges, but on top of it all, she's always had the ability to give back. And for those of you who don't know this yet, this keeps year, me alive, <laughs> which is great. Um, where, um, for women entrepreneurs, rock. Our theme this year is philanthropy, women giving back. Mm. And we have an incredible panel, um, which you will see on October 21st at the Stone Pony. So if you haven't signed up yet, do so. Seats are going quick. Once we hit cap on number at 500, we close off registration. So make sure if you're listening to this podcast, you want to visit MOSBDC.com. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a link there telling you more about Women Entrepreneurs Rock. But going back to philanthropy, giving back, no matter what's going on, in our lives, and to be successful in business all at the same time. I'm a firm believer that if you do the right thing, and I am sorry about that, I did not put my phone on mute over here. So I do apologize for that. Now, there we go. Because remember, I don't deal with technology well. Multitasking, not my thing anymore. (laughs) So going back to Women Entrepreneurs Rock and Donna Lynn, you know, No matter what happens in our lives, we define what success is for us. We have to determine, okay, are we... What do we call success for us? And then going beyond that and saying, okay, how can I help others? And I'm a firm believer. And for those of you who have not heard one of my favorite quotes by Marilyn Albright is uh, there's a special place in hell for other women who don't help women. Mm -hmm. So bear that in mind. I say Mm -hmm. that all the time. Mm -hmm. But Donna Lynn, I have to say, is one of those individuals that does give back. Um, She is successful in her own right. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say not only does she do her own thing, but she also does it for the SPDC as well. Mm -hmm. And. A different capacity mm-hmm. and I will let Donna Lynn say that. So I wanted to introduce and welcome. I feel welcome. <laughs> I feel teed up. All right. Awesome. Awesome. It's nice to be here, Jackie. Yes, thank you for thank the invitation. Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell the world a okay. little bit, you know, because yes, we are um our followers are mm. growing, sure, sure. So uh, let them know a little bit more about you. I, you know, what you before, after, oh, and how everything. how far back we going? <laughs> everything in between, you know, <clears throat> what got you started. Um, I know you had your own business with an insurance, right? Right, so right. We'll right. start there, and then okay. you know, challenges that came abroad, and you know how you've managed to reinvent yourself because that's pretty much on um, what has been going on with you. The reinvention, knowing that we have to adapt and we have to change. One hundred.
1: Most of the, the work that I'm doing now mm-hmm. in the, the corporate training space is all about talent agility. Mm-hmm. And it's actually about being resilient and being able to weave in Bob with mm-hmm. your talents and your time and your skills and your abilities and being able to recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think anything's slowing down anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, the speed with which we're all moving through life mm-hmm. is pretty rapid. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be able to find ways to constantly be
0: reinventing and... Evolving. Yeah. So go on back yeah. a step because I want to know how you evolved. But right. take take it back. I okay. mean, like I said, I've known you, Donald, from when you had your insurance company. Yes,
1: yeah, so the, right? I was twenty five so, years old knocking on doors in Red Bank. So okay. we started this little office in Red Bank and it was in the era when blowing up the phones and knocking on the doors and saying to people, I'd like to improve your insurance program. Can I review your coverages? Would you like to save money? was very much in vogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but at twenty five it was a great way to start. And Mm -hmm. um, to your point about being a badass, which, you know, I had to really think about that. I was like, hmm, not sure my mother would love that. Uh, But being bold is a big part of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask for opportunities. And I say to the young entrepreneurs that I have the luxury of coaching now, don't waste any time. You know, a lot of people were raised back in our day, Mm -hmm. pay your dues, pay your dues. Now it's get out there, learn the skills of asking for opportunities, engage with people sooner versus later and say, you're an expert in this field. I'm looking to grow my brand in this direction. Who do you know that might be able to help me with the passionate work that I'm engaged in? When you couch it or frame it in that kind of languaging, people are much more willing to help because you're not saying to them, can I shake you down for your best right. contacts in this vertical? <laughs> Absolutely. Trying to get them to buy in And then when you're exuding that kind of passion for what you're called to do in the world, once you've identified that, you're doing it faster because there is no time to waste. So saying to folks, hey, listen. Once you identify really where your talents and gifts are designed to be in this world, learning the skilling to actually language that effectively. So you may be really smart, but are you effective? Is one of my big openers at some of my conference keynotes. And that really resonates with people because they're PhDs, they're medical brainiacs, uh, they're specialists in technology, law, accounting, uh, but they don't know how to create And collaborate naturally. It's something that they have to spend some time learning to do. And I help them do all of that so that they can bring creative solutions either internally as entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or externally as entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs. uh, building their
0: brand. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you kind of took me right into my Wait. action items okay. you know okay. what, what is okay. it that you recommend and you kind of uh, dived in there Okay. but we're going to step back because we yeah. want to know more about Donna Lynn oh, okay. and I know it's yeah, hard it is. because I've sat on in your seat before and yeah. someone says well tell me about you and I'm mm-hmm. like really yeah, you want to no. know that no I want to tell you about look do this do right. that or, you know look what's happening and look how we've managed to change this but right. that's not what we want right now okay. so I need you to kind of step back a little bit and say okay Donna Lynn who am I how did I get here okay thanks for the accountability check (laughs) oh that's it no totally I I I get it so to
1: your point yesterday I was on the phone with a retired executive that is an amazing woman who I started my career with on Wall Street 30 years (laughs) ago And we are now collaborating Uh and doing work around what conference are we going to speak at next? Which group are we going to meet with and Uh empower and work and help skill? And she and I were 22, fresh out of college, working at a Wall Street firm as analysts. Uh And uh, that... Was my start, really, Mm -hmm. doing the analytical work. I was getting my MBA at the time in Manhattan at Pace University. That's where I started. I ended up finishing at Monmouth University because I left Wall Street after three mere years because, very honestly, I was... Getting bored easily. How do you get bored on Wall Street? The greatest minds are arguably there. Okay. Here's what happened to me. My personal experience was they put me in a silo, told me to crunch numbers, and that was it. Six months okay. later, when I was really proficient at crunching numbers, I went to the director and I said can I go back and get a license? I need to get a series seven. I need to get the, the the next level. I need to go get a master's degree. And they said, no, 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 slow it down. We just need you to do what you're doing. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to last in that environment for very long. So I've always struggled with that curiosity piece and getting bored easily. And that's where my entrepreneurism started because I was commuting five hours a day, into Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan not an at easy the time. Park Avenue. That's why I chose not to do it. From Red Bank, still mm-hmm. living with mom and dad at 20. Yeah, right. Trying to save some money to get housing. Yes. Um, but couldn't do it alone. So had the luxury of living at home for two years to save some money while I'm commuting five hours. I mean, I was a kid, but I had a plan. I didn't know it was going to end up being entrepreneurism, but I knew what my career trajectory was going to look like. I Mm -hmm. knew it was going to be in the business vertical. I thought it was going to be in finance. It ended up sort of being in finance, but it married Mm -hmm. salesmanship. Mm -hmm. And so my college internship was IBM. And talk about being badass. I will share this with you. I got that IBM internship as a marketing sales assistant as a sophomore in college. That job posting at the time in the early 80s was senior males only apply. And my motto was, hell's bells to that. I'm a female (laughs) sophomore. I can do the work. I can do just as much work. And here's the buy-in for the divisional director that I interviewed with. I said, if you hire me, you don't have to retool and reskill everybody for the next three years. Because I'm just going to get smarter and better at being a marketing sales assistant every year. You don't have to keep hiring Mm -hmm. somebody new, which is what you've been doing for the last five, ten years. You've been hiring a male senior every year. And he said, well, there's a lot of lifting in this job. And I winked at him and I said, I'll get a dolly. <laughs> he was like, sister, you've got, you know no what?" Why. <laughs> and he said, you're hired. And that okay. was the beginning for me as a young college woman, an emerging leader. That was great groundwork for me because I said, okay, I did something that was daring. I did something that was arguably badass I asked for an opportunity that was not in front of me. I did something completely outside of what was expected and what was certainly posted.
0: Doesn't that and it I builds describing but an it entrepreneur builds. It because builds. that's what an entrepreneur is: looking outside of the box, saying I'm going to find an opportunity in whatever my challenge may be, 100%. and doing that, and then saying I'm going to get the experience, I'm going to garner all the experience it, I need to move to my. What's the next worst level.
1: possible? Thing that that divisional Absolutely. manager could have said, you're not hired, you're not the best candidate for our search. But I would have gotten the interview experience. I would have gotten the confidence experience about taking on uh, an interview opportunity that was totally outside the box. And that built for me. Mm-hmm. So after that internship, and I was the first and youngest female to ever work in that IBM office in Reading, Pennsylvania. Wow. So I was beginning to That's set awesome. the bar and That's open it. up the minds of other men and women on my campus that said, oh, well, that job posting might say this, but look what she just did with success. Mm -hmm. I can do that too. And so that's the legacy piece that Mm -hmm. you keep building on. That's the
0: real, I think, bonus at the end of the day. It is. I mean, helping to break that ceiling. Because I don't want to call it a glass ceiling, right. I just want to it's well, a ceiling and we just keep on going through it. Right. Uh, but it is taking it to the next level and showing other women who may be hesitant. Or, or feel, men. Yeah, for that matter. No, because you're Anybody. right. Anybody. You know what? We do have to educate everyone. 100%. That it's not um, gender oriented. 100%. And that it's open to everyone. The person has the skill set or the abilities and you are able to provide them with the experience so they can continue to grow. Everybody's a leader. Everybody's a potential leader. You're absolutely right. I, I fully believe that. Um, so was that, that far happened? back
1: enough? That, that was absolutely. the early 80s. That was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that was the early 80s. So that's IBM, that's okay. Wall Street. Right. And then from the fi- there you went the on five, to Well, the five hour commute really put me over the top because at 25, I said, if I'm going to continue to do work that's not satisfying with a five hour commute, I have to find a better way to make a living. Mm-hmm. And so at that point at 25, I had an opportunity to build an equity-based insurance agency presence in Red Bank. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, okay, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I figured Mm -hmm. at the very least, instead of sitting on a train and commuting to a job that was no longer fulfilling, I was going to be blowing up the phones and asking for opportunities locally. And P.S. also cultivating relationships with leaders in our community. I jumped on the board at the YMCA. I was the youngest female at 26 on the board of directors at the YMCA back in the day. This was in the late 80s, and this was an opportunity that was afforded to me because I became immediately a member of the Red Bank uh, Rotary. Uh So all of a sudden I went from big corporate commuting scene where potentially I could make millions as a Wall Street person someday, but was very unfulfilled and frankly exhausted. And I said, no, I'm going back home and I'm going to develop an equity-based business that if I perform well and work really hard... I'm going to have a little bit more control of my destiny as a careerist. What That's I didn't amazing. what I didn't know That's at the it. time was that I was going to be in business with my husband. <laughs> and well, there's a funny story to that because we didn't get married you- until we were in business for 3 years because I was like, I am not marrying a slacker. So he needs You're to really- prove himself as a Poor worker. Tom right? He, trust well, me. Well, he's lived to the he, expectations he's, and, and beyond because yes. he is hardly a slacker, right? Yeah. So, but that was important to me because I knew that if I was going to go into, into business and, and honestly, potentially sacrifice the quality of my romantic partnership, <laughs> it had to be a win and we had to do everything we could to set ourselves up for a strong business relationship and a strong personal relationship. Because it's not an easy thing. And P.S. I don't recommend it. I got lucky. <laughs> okay. We worked yeah. really hard, but I don't recommend it. it there's so, so many
0: moving parts to that. T- absolutely. To do that. I mean, that is pretty amazing. So 10 years so,
1: later, mm-hmm. we built up a book of business that t- by the time we were 36, we were in an opportuni- We were in a place where we had the opportunity to sell our book of business. Mm-hmm. So we outsourced the back office, the administrivia, as we say. Not that we don't value the the strong support staff that does this work, but insurance claims, insurance administration, endorsements, customer service, that's all done by a staff of people that Mm -hmm. we pay to manage our book of business. Okay, And that enabled us to start developing real estate. I went back, I got a real estate license. We started doing fixer uppers. And for 10 years, we rehabilitated houses. We we weren't the kind of flippers that a lot of people are where they go in and three months later, boom. We were more, okay, it's a six month to a one year plan. Hold it, flip it eventually we did that for 10 years did about mm, probably seven or eight properties and then i went back to school Mm -hmm. got a a bachelor bachelor uh, associate's degree uh, actually that's pending uh, at Brookdale because I think I have one more okay, English class. Here we class. go again.
0: Brookdale. Always. Like always. I said, there's, there's it's less an than amazing resource. I know. Less than three degrees of separation. Anyone that comes through here, yep. um, you know, I know there's the six degrees of separation but sure. between three, uh, you've touched Brookdale. Brookdale has touched you um, one way or another which is, um, I mean, that's why we're honored to say they're our host institution. We're they're all phenomenal helping within one our another community. and
1: that resource is unbelievable. Um, Um, It helped me actually um, get out of the hospital bed and get back in cerebral stim land, right? Because that whole life experience thing was uh, nothing short of jarring. So Mm -hmm. I said, how can I get back into growing and learning? Because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to go back to work at the level that I had previously. I wasn't sure if I was going to physically be able to, Mm -hmm. but I knew mentally I could always be learning and be smart. And who knew if I went back to school with my MBA in finance and my master's degree level in risk management out of uh, Austin, Texas, uh, as a uh, tenured CIC, that's an acronym in the insurance industry for a risk management graduate level certification uh credentialing. If I could do all those things on that side of the aisle, how can I soften all that business acumen and catch up with what's trending in the world? So I mm-hmm. took a psych degree and then I went back to New York and I studied with a holistic MD and got my yoga certification.
0: So all of a sudden, now, We're talking serial entrepreneur here. Yeah, but In n- case you haven't been listening, because you've incorporated a lot of things, but you still do some- It's all creating. Right. So, I mean, so, okay, that's the foundation for you that it's all creating, but you have all these little, what I call serial entrepreneurialism, mm -hmm. which is fantastic Mm -hmm. because I don't, and from my view, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that you just do one thing and that's it. It's it's constantly morphing, going back to what we said at the beginning, you know, how we need to adapt. We need to retool, reinvent ourselves. You know, one thing, one point that you hit here that Mm -hmm. hits home to me is Mm -hmm. the lifelong learning part that, you know, you've gone through your advanced degrees and came back for an associate's degree.
1: As I was just sharing with you, yeah. I'm, with the, I'm with the experts at the Learning Center at Brookdale right now, learning how to become in more instructionally proficient with IT, mm-hmm. so that when I teach my speech students... In speech 115, I'm not teaching them just the real-world application of how to be a great speaker, how to be a a proficient communicator. I'm teaching them how to engage with an audience in ways that are trending right now in the professional speaking space. So they have real-world, and they have didactic learning. Mm -hmm. They're learning the mechanics of speaking well, but they're hearing my war stories about being a conference keynoter Mm -hmm. and – I'm uh, marrying the IT to bring it to them on where
0: they are, meeting right. the student where they are, which is on their phones. Right, which is key. I mean, at one point that I made in our last mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe several before that, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm so into the fourth industrial revolution, <sighs> which is the piece that mm-hmm. you're hitting mm-hmm. on there is how are we taking technology mm-hmm. and using it? Mm-hmm. So, we can better adapt because it is changing the way we live. So, interesting to hear how you're doing it in your speech class. 100%. You know, and I'm incorporating it wherever you can. So, it's it's business, Mm -hmm. it's it's the business speaking, it's the
1: psychology, Mm -hmm. and it's the IT instructional learning. So, it's the trifecta of all of these levels of learning. learning. (laughs) And bringing it with The focus always on the audience, Mm -hmm. which is my students, in this case with Brookdale, Mm -hmm. or my students uh, or the audience when I'm keynoting or coaching or doing a collaborative workshop for a hospital system or a global pharma innovator or Mm -hmm. a real estate
0: entity, etc. So, I mean, your speaking goes across... All different it, industries. It does
1: now, but it didn't at first, Jackie, okay. because my vertical was financial services. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started. It started women in financial services, uh, women in leadership, women entrepreneurs, women returning to wellness, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody in the audience was in the medical profession that was a CPA or a comptroller for a hospital system. And they were like, no, we need this resiliency leadership, studying, Uh research, and skilling. We need this for our senior leaders back in the hospital. Can you come and do a workshop or a seminar for us? That's how it happened. And then actually... One of my uh, yoga students, believe it or not, was the director of finance for a very big uh, global pharma innovator in Princeton. She heard me speak and she said, I want you to come in to our corporation and do – Uh, An engagement for our human resource managers, Mm -hmm. for our internal finance people, for our sales team, because everyone is smart in our company, Mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily effective when they have to get to the top of the room and do a presentation or lead a team
0: or lead a team. Yeah. Which communication, that's where, you know, interesting enough. And from where I sit as director of the Mm -hmm. Small Business Development Mm -hmm. Center, Mm -hmm. I come across a lot of professionals Mm -hmm. and... I have to say, they're the ones that need the most help. Totally, And, you know, part of it is ego the 100%. saying, oh, well, you know, I have a PhD or yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I'm a doctor. Right. You know, I'm a dentist. Awesome. I am a total professional. Yes. What do you mean I need help with running a business? What do you mean I need help with communicating? Oh. And it blows you Big right one. out. You know, I look at them and I'm like, really, you're the one that needs it the most. Why? Because you didn't take the opportunity while you were learning your skill set. And your knowledge mm-hmm. to say, wow, I also need to add this uh-huh. to my toolbox.
1: So, if I could, Harvard Business School yes. defines leadership presence as learn skilling to develop impact. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So, everyone that you just mentioned, PhDs, surgeons, they're right. all smart here. right. Some of them have some natural talent at the podium, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is learned skilling. And the other piece is what's trending because everyone today is bringing their whole selves to work. So as a leader, they might be proficient surgeons with incredible technical acumen, but when they have to lead a team that's full of Generation Z, Generation oh, yeah, Y. The different G-
0: generations. How do Absolutely. they weave in Bob,
1: and how do they change their, how do they nuance their languaging to meet that emerging Absolutely. leader where they are? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're sharing. Is that when they come into the Small Business Development Center, they
0: might be good at making cookies, vegan meals, that's producing so, beer, and it, everything under the stars um, regarding that, but don't have the ability to be effective speakers, to be effective communicators. And I mean, for me, it's a matter of, like I said, I look at this podcast and I said, who wouldn't know two years ago that I would have said, oh yeah podcasting right i enjoy this i enjoy the ability to come in use technology to be able to share the information mm-hmm. and take it even further mm-hmm. so how is it changing our lives and the same mm-hmm. thing with those that you are serving mm-hmm. now one thing um mm-hmm. i do want to go back sure, because sure. and not go back but mm-hmm. move forward on this mm-hmm. is regarding you do a lot donna Lynn, clearly I mean, I, I know... Busy people get things done, Jackie, exactly. you know that's that. that's always the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and little sleep, as I was yeah. saying before. Yeah. But um, along with that, one of the things that you're... You have done is you really have immersed yourself in the world of volunteerism. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's key. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my mother said community is key, mm-hmm. you know, along with education. And you always have to be- give back to the community mm-hmm. you live in, you serve. Um, that's the only way we as a unit Mm -hmm. are going to be able to lift others. I mean, not others, but all together, you know, there's something that I may have expertise on or that you do and sharing it with other individuals is going to help them get to the next level, but doing it on a volunteer Mm -hmm. level, it's not always about the paycheck. Um, helps believe me yeah. I love vacation I love it, my totally. home my car you know I need to fund that mm-hmm. but the bottom line is that my gratification comes from when someone calls me I had a conversation with a client yesterday and she was calling me because of women entrepreneurs rock mm-hmm. and she goes do you remember me and I said wow yes I haven't spoken to you in a few years mm-hmm. and we had a conversation mm-hmm. and she said thanks to your guidance awesome um, home run I've been able to do X, Y, and Z. And when she told me what she was accomplishing, I was like, I am beyond blown away. And thank you for, you know, reaching out to me and say, hey, I need to have a conversation with you because heaven knows my schedule is always full. But I do want to hear from our clients. I do want to hear, hey, Jackie, we may have not communicated in the last two years, but what you told me a couple of years ago. Made such an impact that I was able to move my organization forward. Look at where we are now. Right. So she's looking to give back. Right. So going back to the volunteer part, right, right, right. I know that you've gone through a lot, but you're constantly giving back. And you know, yeah, how because do I've change? made a
1: commitment to die totally used up. And if I can leverage my talents, <laughs> she's
0: going to die used up. The, okay, yeah, one hundred percent.
1: But you know, if if we can leverage our time and our talents in a collaborative way in this community and mm-hmm. deliver. Uh, uh, the gift of smiles and fun and laughter, then who who wouldn't have a happy life, right? You're right. Uh, so, I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It doesn't matter whether it was, you know, hosting – Yoga on the lake for eight years for stressed out executives mm-hmm. and bringing them the gift. Which I have to say, I've
0: gone to it. Chill, right? <laughs> yeah, I because did. I, as a stressed out executive, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah.
1: about taking it down a notch. Whether it was yoga on the lake or emceeing Beauty in the Beach race mm-hmm. last weekend, eight hundred women coming through, runners, walkers, celebrating wellness, celebrating and elevating our vendors, which are small business mm-hmm. owners being really focused on getting them exposure, but then also being part of this amazing paradigm of women doing things for themselves that are going to keep them active and well, taking care of their families, building their businesses, and taking care of themselves. Or, I think you're alluding (laughs) to the infamous kick cancer
0: overboard. Absolutely.
1: You know, that we started, what, in nine years ago. We've Mm -hmm. sent over 350 families affected by cancer to see for free to Bermuda. We did it as a team. Mm -hmm. So Ted Friedley and I at Excel Travel had this idea. We talked it over when my husband and I were both diagnosed at nearly the same time with aggressive incurable cancer. And he said, how does this happen to two athletes? I was running marathons at the time winning Mm -hmm. triathlons teaching yoga i was you know in the best shape of my life arguably and then you find out that you have a baseball-sized tumor in your back you survive a 10-hour almost kidney transplant surgery thankfully not but chemotherapy radiation while your husband's going through two stem cell transplants how do you turn that around to do something significant for other people you have the right friends you have the right friends That's amazing. Okay, so when Ted came to me and said, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, what the heck? I just got a mean spray tan, a bad spray tan, Mm -hmm. placed in the Mrs. New Jersey pageant in 2000 and what was it? Six, seven, and eight or something as Mrs. Red Bank for rare cancer awareness. Why can't we build on that? I'll be the cancer queen. Let's put a bunch of people affected by cancer on a ship and send them to Bermuda for free. We'll do some fundraisers, get some funding, and send these these families. And he was like, yeah, done, Mm -hmm. because I have connections in the... travel travel industry industry. he said hey
0: Ted Freely yeah shout out out for Ted travel Ted bring your
1: beards mister (laughs) Um, but we that's what we've done and so community events fundraisers uh corporate sponsorship small business sponsorship uh the New Jersey Marathon we pretty much staff the New Jersey Marathon they pay us to bring our team of volunteers to do the registration packets to hand out the water same thing for Runapalooza we had over 80 volunteers year, it keeps growing because all the volunteers want to come back year after year after year and do something great and, P.S., meet up with one another. Mm-hmm. Community. Absolutely. Right? Uh, Rocket yeah. in Red Bank. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God for Bruce at Rocket, <clears throat> another one of our big supporters. His Rocket Christmas party every year is a fundraiser. He has all his talented musicians come in and play at our uh, Rocket <clears throat> christmas party and all the money comes to kick cancer overboard That's so fantastic. we we send several That's families we have a woman i brought you a bracelet today we have oh. a woman right now we <laughs> just sent she and her family and her granddaughter who's fighting cancer oh my god
0: this is gorgeous it has a little for those of you who yeah. cannot see it yeah uh, because the screen is really far yeah. away i don't know if it's an ho ahoy Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Thank you. Well, she is the artist. She makes bracelets, sells them for $10 a pop at area salons and studios, yoga studios, Pilates Mm -hmm. studios. Um, And she has raised thousands of dollars stringing these bracelets together. Because she wants to give back. She and her family got a free cruise. She said, I can't write a check for thousands of dollars, but I can make these little bracelets, sell them for $10, and let's see where it goes. It's equaled thousands of dollars because she's hustling venues to put the bracelet bars in their lobbies. And when people find out it's going to fund a kid going – to Bermuda you know, that's fighting that, that, that cancer. They're buying right. five, 10, 15 bracelets. They're taking it into their classroom. They're doing fundraisers in their schools, $10 bracelets. She's raised thousands of dollars.
0: Amazing. So
1: that is the full How- circle mm-hmm. of giving back, right? Mm-hmm. And Esther's doing it. Wow. Yeah. That,
0: that's amazing. Esther Jordan, well, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Esther. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Power to Esther and her creativity as an artist. Absolutely. This is fantastic. But, you know, and that is that's part of it Mm -hmm. uh, when we sit here and we think about, you know, what is it that we do? What's part of your success? And your success, part of it has to do with how you volunteer. Mm -hmm. You know, how you give back. Um, To me, like I said before, it's key. It's something I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Now, so, one question. I always have several questions that I put out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, And you Pretty much covered, I, I have to say, things. two out of the three. I, I mm-hmm. Okay. It. But one thing is, um, what did you feel you had to sacrifice to get to where you are today?
1: Free time and idealism. <laughs> Just right. saying. That's- it's true. It, when you're an entrepreneur, you're working all the time. Yeah. I mean, I take active breaks now. I'm much better getting off the grid. I will mm-hmm. literally turn my phone off for two days sometimes. That's
0: fantastic. Don't you think? Yep. That's a but wonderful thing.
1: I'm always spinning here. It's the next idea, the next connection, you know, the next collaboration, the next project, the next conference. Mm-hmm. Where's it going to be next? Who am I going to
0: help? How am I going to so giving yourself that mental break, I have to say, right? Well, I that's mean, it's that's why I yeah. went back.
1: And I have a funny story okay, sure, to share sure. on that. Um, when I went back to New York, of course, because I was such a cerebrally focused person at the time with all the, the uh, well, I think it's right brain. But now <laughs> there's a lot of research around. It's not left brain, right brain. It's all connected. connected. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It had to be a, an MD that I was learning yoga from. It couldn't be somebody who was just spiritual. I needed a yoga teacher that was an MD, see, mm-hmm. because I wanted the anatomy and physiology. I wanted the smart yoga teacher trainer. (laughs) So I sought out Dr. Jeff McDow in Manhattan at the time. It was 13 years ago. Uh, And he was a MD. And I looked at him and he said to me, Donalyn, welcome to yoga training in Manhattan. How are you feeling? And I looked at him and I said, I feel great. Let's get going. What are we (laughs) learning first today? And he looked at me and he said, deep breathing. sister." He said, first thing, first thing you've ever done yoga or meditation. Oh, my gosh. And I'm in there with my brain saying, let's get this done. I want to bring as much learning back to my community. And he said, well, first of all, Donalyn, let's take a deep breath. And then secondly, let's acknowledge the fact that great is not a feeling. And everything stopped. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's right. He's smart. (laughs) And he's effective because he just nicely called me out. Mm -hmm. So I started to really work on being present. Mm -hmm at a higher level, instead of just plowing through life. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about just getting it done, you know, 10 more calls, two more clients, Mm -hmm. five more projects. It was peeling back that notion that there's a lot of power in pausing, Mm -hmm. and I can actually be a more effective leader if I slow it down. I work on that every day. And that is big. So there's a big uh, slow movement.
0: That, right that's now. good because it is slowing it down. You're absolutely correct. I mean, I do it with my mindful meditation, yes. which I wish I could do every day. And yes. that's one of the things that I'm trying to achieve for myself personally. Mm-hmm. That if I start the morning with enough time mm-hmm. and my first focus is beyond prayer, after mm-hmm. prayer, is if I could just stop for 10, 15 minutes and be mindful, just Go into my breathing, you know, and from there then saying, "Okay, what is it that I want to achieve today? But first having that 10 to 15 minutes to just calm the brain down, I'm much more effective throughout the day. I I see it when I do it. And when I don't do it, Mm -hmm. I can see the difference within myself. So to me, that that is pretty amazing. And knowing that, you know, what is it that we sacrifice? As you said, free time. time.
1: And also, you know, the piece around idealism. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start, at least from my personal experience, I thought it was going to be easier. I didn't think (laughs) it was going to be easy, but I thought I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was. And I talked to entrepreneurs today about their perceptions, about what do you think this is going to look like for you, for your family, for your personal time, for the sacrifice that you're going to have to put in. I said, you know, my husband and I, for us, we ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for at least five years. We mm-hmm. didn't take vacations for 10. We would go That's away it. for a weekend, but we didn't go anywhere in the formative years. We couldn't mm. afford it. And the and the focus was on the business, sacrificing and building. I spend a fair amount of time doing consulting and coaching and they think that it's going to be easier than that. And a lot of times it isn't. And there's no guarantees you're going to be successful. You know, the statistics.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Most
1: businesses don't. Right. Succeed
0: And fail within the first year. 100%. And that's part of our, our communication right. um, through one of the programs that we offer, our ECP program, mm-hmm. which is the Entrepreneurship Certificate Program mm-hmm. at Brookdale Community College mm-hmm. through the Continuing Professional Studies mm-hmm. Department. Mm-hmm. And part of the conversation there, which is it, I'm always astonished when I get, because we we're we always asking for feedback. And someone says, why do you have to do that feel good? And I said, first of all, it's not a feel good. It's a check on yourself. It's a gift. Feedback's a two, gift. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. One, check on yourself Mm -hmm. to see where are you? Are you in the right place to have this going on? Two, for you to identify Mm -hmm. and understand Mm -hmm. what it's going to take for you to get this business off the ground and keep it going, because any business can take off the ground. I can help you register any business at any time. Mm -hmm. My success is when you call me four years down the road and you tell me, guess what, Jackie, I'm still at it. Or you're periodically checking in with me to say, hey, I have this challenge How can you help me? Or I've overcome that challenge, you know, based on the information and the discussions we have that it's not going to happen overnight. You know, being a boss is not what it's cracked up to be. And anyone who's a boss understands what I have to say. It comes with both the good and the bad. And you have to understand what is it that's going to work, what will work. And part of it is understanding your commitment, because there's a huge commitment when you uh, take a look at that.
1: 100 percent. And let's. Also, not forget that some people are wildly successful and have the challenge of managing scaling exactly. the massive growth. You've got a f- fasten on your mm-hmm. on your roster for the Women Entrepreneurs Rock event. You know she had the opposite problem. Mm-hmm. She probably worked hard, very hard at the beginning, but all of a sudden it blew up for her. And how do you manage that kind of exponential growth? So that's another. Issue or challenge. It's not a problem.
0: It's a good problem. So it's. (laughs) What a problem to have. But still. It's not a problem. Because growth is always a problem. And actually growth. Can cause a business to fail. If you don't scale properly. And some people don't get that. They think. Oh money's coming in. And I said. Just because money's coming in. Doesn't mean it's profitable. We have to understand that. So I mean. For us. It's teaching those mechanics. And helping. Supply chain. Absolutely. Helping the individuals. Understand. The point behind that. So, um, given you know that we all make mistakes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in yeah. life because fail fast, I, exactly. Fail fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Fail fast. Mm-hmm. Recover. Mm-hmm. You know, but behind that mm-hmm. is you know. So, what mistakes have given you the most significant lesson? And if you had to pick one, which one has it been? And, you know, what did you learn from it? Well,
1: probably the patience piece. So, you know, just reiterating that whole notion that I, I thought building out this business was going to be easier. It actually ended up being a gift for my husband and I long term because nothing in our business building experience in our 20s and 30s was easy. So when we both got hit with life threatening illnesses we had experience in overcoming adversity. It just showed up in a different form. Now it was life-threatening, but we still were pulling on the same skills Just one day at a time, Donalyn. Just one hour at a time, Tom. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we're going to have to just rest and uh, invest in exquisite self-care. It's not going to happen today. Who can we call? And we did call. So asking for help as an entrepreneur, that's huge. Not holding back. We literally had to call trusted colleagues to manage our book of business while we were sick and going through treatments and it was a long proposition and it was a big imposition for them because they were raising families they had their own business challenges but they mm-hmm. stepped up for us one of my uh, fabulous friends and uh, prior office managers she ran our book of business as a single mother with two kids wow. that were teenagers to this wow. day okay but here's the give back because now she's on record She's done extremely well in her professional life, has exceeded expectations professionally for herself in terms of what she thought she could achieve in the insurance business. She's running a multimillion-dollar book for Lawyers E&O right now. And she said to me, Donalyn, the only reason I'm in this role taking down this responsibility in this space is because you taught me the business. You taught me the business when I was a stressed-out single mother. When my kids were sick, you sent me home. You always said family comes first. That was a lot of work on you. You Mm -hmm. were trying to develop strategy and build an agency. You were in the tactical seat doing my job when my kids were sick, and you never made me feel bad about needing more help. So when you got sick, it was, of course, I'm going to help you. Of course, I'm going to run your book. Of course, I'm going to be there for you and Tom, whatever you need. So to all of your listeners. Mm -hmm develop relationships before you. you need them because you don't know how deeply you're going to need them and how soon
0: you're going to need them. Knowing your support group. Big you know, time. And I, you know, I... Big time. I do quite a bit of reading Mm -hmm. and listening to Mm -hmm. podcasts Mm -hmm. and you name it Mm -hmm. um, that out there, TED talks and the Mm -hmm. whole thing. And one of the things that resonated Mm -hmm. with me was Mm -hmm. from Brene Brown, Mm -hmm. where she was talking about vulnerability. uh, Yeah. yeah, That was a good one. If you haven't seen it, check out Brene Brown and vulnerability Mm -hmm. on Netflix. uh, Mm -hmm. Amazing. But one of the things that, and it wasn't on that, it was on a book that I was listening Mm to Mm -hmm. and she was talking about just squat squad. And Mm -hmm. I said, try saying that three times. But basically having a group of individuals that you know, A, will always call you out, Mm -hmm. will always be there for you. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that encourage you the most. And I said, you know, I always tell people, you know, I have a limited amount of friends. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Um, I've developed relationships on different levels Mm -hmm. with quite a few people. Mm -hmm. But I do have my particular squad Mm -hmm. that push comes to shove. They're the ones I know I could rely on. The inner and, circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it goes beyond. I said I have a tribe. Mm-hmm. And then within that tribe, mm-hmm. I have a smaller circle, mm-hmm. my squad. You know, mm-hmm. so it is, it is critical to have those support um, groups in your life mm-hmm. to definitely help you whether your colleagues, mm-hmm. um, friends, mm-hmm. who is it. And interesting enough, knowing when to ask for help, a lesson. Well,
1: and staying open, Jackie, if mm-hmm. I could build on that a little bit. Some of the people that are on the periphery, Mm -hmm. they're going to be ready to step up and play maybe a limited role in your inner circle when you need them. Mm -hmm. I was very surprised when we got sick, very sick who was showing up for us. It's not wow. always who you expect. That's the other, and so if that's you can cool. celebrate that notion of staying open to that gift, because mm-hmm. that's a real joy rush, honestly, when somebody shows up and offers somebody, something and you're like, oh my gosh, I barely know them, you know, or I've always had a business relationship. They're calling me to offer mm-hmm. to extend a cleaning service here, or they're putting lemon chicken on my front stoop so I don't have to make a meal when I can't get out of bed. That's not necessarily going to come from your inner circle. It's going sure. to come from a more expanded mm-hmm. circle. And um, again, that was one of the positive uh, pieces of overcoming adversity and developing resiliency. Okay. Fantastic.
0: Hope you never need so it. I, but, I, yes. But mm-hmm. good to know that mm-hmm. it's there. Totally. And that, You know, it, it's all about giving back. Sure. I, I, I'm a firm believer right. in that. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. So we're moving along. So, mm-hmm three action items that you would recommend and why. And some of them you covered at the beginning and I had right. to kind of wheel you back in. But I want you to go over them again. You know, okay. what are the three action items that you would recommend and why? And well, this is when we're talking about success. And
1: So I'm going to be a badass and give you three more.
0: How's okay. that? Okay, well, look so, at her. <laughs> so here's the deal.
1: If you can, start early on okay. your entrepreneurial path because you're going to learn more, you're going to have more wisdom, and you're going to have a longer trajectory to bounce back on. That's mm-hmm. not to s- bounce back from. That's not to say that if you start an entrepreneurial uh, idea or entity at 50 or 60 that you can't run with it and be wildly successful. But I have found that all of the lessons I've learned from 20, 30, 40 has positioned me to be more likely to be successful in whatever I embark on next in my 50s. So uh, if you have the opportunity, start early. Um, Secondly, this is probably my most important, um, never lose your integrity.
0: Never, ever, that. ever lose your Never integrity. Lose your integrity. And I have to
1: tell you, that becomes more important the longer you're in the game of mm-hmm. being in business or being in life, because all of a sudden the people that I'm asking to collaborate with me on a project, they're not necessarily people that I knew uh, from my 20s or my 30s. They're people that I trust first. And then they're experts in their field. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's very important. And I know that's for people huge. that are calling on me to collaborate with them, I know that's why they're calling me too. Um, to your opening point about mm-hmm. uh, cutting people off at the knees or not doing the right thing, Madeline Albright said there's a special mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. in hell, mm-hmm. particularly for women that don't support one or another. another. I can't tell you, uh, it's not gender specific, uh, but this, there is still uh, a toxic culture in many companies There's still that one-upsmanship going on, so instead of lifting while you're climbing, they're competing with one another, they're stealing their work, Mm -hmm. they're doing things that are immoral, unethical, unnecessary, and actually wrong.
0: Yeah, I, uh, that, that's a huge one for me because I'm time. huge on integrity, you know, it's like time. always do the right thing, even when no one is looking. It's I totally, Jackie, ethic, ethics to me. Yes. I get on my soapbox when I'm teaching ethics to my students. And, you know, whether it's creating a marketing campaign and advertising piece, how to be ethical, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that you put for yourself as mm-hmm. a human being? Like mm-hmm. I say, I like sleeping at night. So I like being ethical. You know, integrity is huge um, for me because it says a lot about you well, and who you are,
1: your point, the best leaders are the people that are helping others become more successful. So people are always observing and they're watching and they're experiencing the way you move through the world and the way you lead. And people are smart. And so if they're watching that you're trying to build someone else's brand, give someone else an opportunity to move into a skill set that maybe they are struggling with or need to develop, and you're their cheerleader quietly from the back Mm -hmm. of the room, and you're helping them, with either resources or skills training or whatever and then you're quietly in the back of the room saying rock cheer on <laughs> knuckle <laughs> like punch leader, leader. Yeah. that's leadership and that's Absolutely. leadership steeped in integrity cuz it's not the person at the top of the room saying woohoo look at me I'm all no, that
0: it's not. Absolutely. Integrity. Fully agree with you. Wow.
1: Uh, And trying to impart that with the young generation, too, in the classroom, that's been a really nice exercise. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the young people get a bad rap for being narcissistic and selfish and all about them. And there is some of that. But there's a lot of that. Anyway, I know
0: it doesn't matter what generation you're in exactly.
1: So I say to my young students that exude this openness and this collaborative creativity right out of the box, guys, you are emerging leaders. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited for you because you've got this nailed down. Now we're going to help you learn how to stand at the top of the room or ask for what you need in an interview or blah, 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 blah. All that other stuff is learned skilling. Right. But having that open hearted spirit, Mm -hmm. that loving vibe, if you will, I know I'm going off the rails here with yoga now, (laughs) but loving kindness and bringing that into your leadership life. Mm -hmm. That's for me, the home run. Mm -hmm. Those are the people I want to skill, work with, collaborate, integrity at the center. And the third, Jackie, Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to sound old school on this, and this is my background in the whole risk management planning stage, but I've got this mantra, ensure, restore, endure. We don't know what life is going to deal with us. steal us. So that's us. insure. Restore and Restore. endure. You've got to plan for the worst. People don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. That's
0: you have- it. you taking A- it right back to where we started, uh, planning.
1: Planning, 100%. Mm-hmm. If my husband and I were not in the insurance business and aware of the statistics and the metrics around... Chronic illness at a young age, it doesn't matter today. People are getting sick. Mm-hmm. They are stressed. They have genetic issues in their DNA. They're getting sick, and that is affecting their livelihood. Their relationships and their ability to be resilient and share their talents and time. My husband and I were excellent planners. We were fully insured. By the time we were 40, we had long term care policies in place. We had life insurance. We had disability. What did that do for us? It gave us the freedom of knowing we were never going to be a burden on our families. So if we died early, There was going to be a pot of gold for a lot of good things to happen for this community, Mm -hmm. for the people that we love. Mm -hmm. And we weren't going to be a burden. We were going to be able to hire somebody to take care of us, hire somebody to do the ugly, Mm -hmm. you know, to do what nobody (laughs) wants to call a niece or a nephew or a child to do. Right. We're not doing it. We planned. And so – I'm not selling or Uh pitching, but I am saying that planning well is a freedom door opener. I love that,
0: that it's a freedom door opener.
1: I wasn't worried. I I could say to Ted Friedley, yeah, let's create this because I don't have to worry about final wishes. I don't have to worry about finding a way to bury my sassy ass when the day comes. Right. Absolutely. We planned well. So I say I don't care if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're starting a family, if you're, you know, if you're embarking on a business, Mm -hmm. you need a key man policy. You need to be doing business
0: interruption planning. You need to be looking at worst case scenarios. scenarios. Absolutely. You know, if you have a plan again. Mm-hmm. Those that don't plan, plan to fail. Totally. I mean, to me, that's another one of my favorite quotes. Totally. So as we're moving along, yeah. because we are getting close to that time, sure. um, now it's the Did You Know segment, right? So mm. here we're going to talk about some resources, mm-hmm. more so just letting you know what's coming up mm-hmm. on RN at mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. SBDC at mm-hmm. Brookdale. Mm-hmm. And Donna Lynn, as mm-hmm. well, can share anything mm-hmm. that she has with mm-hmm. her busy schedule mm-hmm. with volunteerism, if there's mm-hmm. anything she wants to add in there mm-hmm. that's you. happening within the community. Okay. Please um, mm-hmm. do share. Mm-hmm. So, just want to remind everybody that the Women Entrepreneurs Rock is almost right around the corner. We have a couple of more weeks uh, for that event to happen. It will be at the Stone Pony. In order to register, uh, you can definitely visit our website, mosbdc.com, or you can actually Google Women Entrepreneurs Rock.com. And again, at that website, you can register to attend the event. Um, We have Great Eats at the event. Um, It'll be a cash bar, of course. um, But the best point with the event are the panelists um, acknowledging wonderful individuals like Donna Lynn here, um, Mm -hmm. receiving her Mm -hmm. Women Entrepreneurs Award. Um, Our keynote speaker is a fantabulous, Mm -hmm. Tracy Abby White, which happens to be the chair of the board of directors for Brookdale Community College, mm-hmm. a woman who gives back and is so um, authentic. She's going to be she, a great speaker, too. She is. She, she's very authentic. Um, I'm always telling her that. And she goes, you're so sweet. But it's not. I, just observing her, like you said, you. A force of nature comes to mind when I hear her name. <laughs> that yeah. and, you know, What I was getting to is that we never know who's watching us. Mm. And I do look at other individuals and I do see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And what is it that they're doing for the community? How is it that they're trying to work with organizations and institutions to make our communities a better place? And with Abby, Tracy, Abby White Mm -hmm. at the helm, you know, Mm -hmm. Brookdale is making strides, which is a wonderful thing. So having that on again, October 21st. It is an evening event, so it starts at six, ends at 10, and that includes some networking in there. But our array of panelists, to find out who our panelists are, Mm. I actually did not bring the sheet with me, but okay, go, I did. All right, look at look at Donna Lynn, uh, because I said go on our website and see who they are, because I do want you to read up on them. Um, Helping leaders succeed, Jackie. Absolutely, covering you. That there we go, and that's what we do. Uh, so here, our moderator is Carol. Cable, which was already here, mm-hmm. um, Roseanne Toby, founder of Common Sense Therapy, Marcy Reagan, owner of Relish Your Chef, and past success award winner. Mm-hmm. I must add, mm-hmm. um, we have Gladibel Cortez, co-founder of Set Rock Group. We also have Alexis. Um, Castiano, which is the co-founder of Fasten and Past Success Award winner as well. And then Lara Nicola, and she's president of Smart Sips Coffee. So we do have an array, some diversity yeah. in our panel mm-hmm. um, within our women. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all gone through different challenges mm-hmm. and successes, and they'll be more. They can, they're happy to share and I mean, who doesn't want to be on the stage with the stone pony, right? But it's also an opportunity to come in, uh, network with other individuals and see how you could connect with them and how you can help them, because it's not just about helping yourself, but engaging and seeing um, who else can you network with, which is one of the points that Donna mm-hmm. Lynn made when she was saying um, doing the beach, uh, not uh, the beach, yeah, doing the yoga, beach, yeah, oh. No, no, the yoga, yoga on the lake. Yoga mm-hmm. on the lake, mm-hmm. and how there she was able to connect with someone who was able, this is not what Donna Lynn was doing it for, totally a different, Correct. look what came out of it out of networking and it can't express that enough, how important networking is. So make sure you're there by six. Give yourself ample time to network. At 9 30 the event does end, but you could continue networking after that. So
1: And bravo to you, Jackie, if I could just oh. give a little shout out to you because you have grown this program to to be something that's actually so well thought of and followed. You sell this out now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thoughtfulness and work that goes into this event because I was one of your lucky that's MCs. Back in Thank the day, you. I think it might have been your first or second event. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've grown it extraordinarily. It, uh, the, the thought that goes into putting together the panel, it's very diverse, right? I've got coffee. I've got fashion. I've got media. I've got cognitive therapy, which mm-hmm. I loved seeing, um, and uh, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really nice lineup of women, um, and you've done a really nice job growing it over the years. And here's the deal that a lot of people might not know about you because I've been around the black with Jackie for 30, well, three decades uh, sounds better. Three, that. three <laughs> decades. Uh, Jackie started her career working for the Chamber of Commerce in a support staff. That's when I met
0: you. That's when so you met me. Now but you're that's getting, not where I started my career. Okay. I actually worked for and prior to that, um, I did work as a circulation director for a business that brought me into New Jersey. I have to say that. Um, I worked for the Count Basie Theater. Um, I was the assistant director of public relations and marketing. And then from there, I was also running my own business at the same time, which I did. And I did that for about eight years. And I worked for the Eastern Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce. That's where we met. that's where we met. And that's where I met a great deal of individuals between working at the Count Basie Theater okay. and working at the Eastern Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce. I developed these incredible, incredible Networks, relationships. Right? Absolutely. But you've so, also
1: moved the needle forward. As I like to say, you've also done a tremendous job rowing your boat to shore because now you're getting your doctorate. You're doing all kinds of programming that you really don't have to be doing. This, this particular event in particular Um, passions drive totally so So. good for you for doing what
0: you're doing thank you and I appreciate that but I have to say it's always been a team effort right never ever I mean people say you are the founder and I'm like no if it was only me I don't know where it would be but my team um, back then and even my team now Mm -hmm. it has changed but Mm -hmm. totally I'm grateful for my team you know talent on your team Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, they come on board, they grow, mm-hmm. they have they leave. Mm-hmm. I'm OK with that mm-hmm. because I just provided an area for them to learn and do more. So I know. Is there any event you want? There to, is one. And you wrap and, it up. Of course. I'm like, we're talking. And I'm like, oh, my God. We're talking longer than our usual hour. And Gee, shocker. Me, shocker, know, right? Jackie.
1: Shocker. Um, a quick shout out. The good sure. news is it's the same date, so we don't have to work hard at our calendars. On October 21st, Kick Cancer Overboard is having a golf outing in the morning of ah, the, on, the Women Entrepreneurs okay. Rock event. So if you're a golfer, I want to give a shout out to Relentless Fitness in Freehold. They are doing all of the leg work to put the Pebble Creek golf outing together. Very it's going to cool. benefit uh, Kick Cancer Overboard. We will be awarded Another free cruise at Pebble Creek in Colts Neck on that day. You can come out for lunch, uh, and I believe there's breakfast too. But uh, 18 holes, relentless fitness, Pebble Creek. You can, if you're interested in sponsorship or playing in a foursome, uh, speaks.com You can drop me a line at my website. You can follow me on my socials. Donnalyn consults on Instagram. Donalyn Speaks on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Okay,
0: fantastic. And with that, just remember any information you want, you can find us on our handle, MOSBDC.com, meaning Mammoth and Ocean Small Business Development Center. So with that, thank you. I know we've spoken for a little while longer than usual, but amazing information. I do hope you take time to listen to the podcast or to view us while Facebook. Hey, I multi, I say mm-hmm. I don't multitask, but I love things running at the end, talking to me while I'm doing other task-oriented items. So with that, have a wonderful rest of the week. See you at the pony. That's right. And we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you.